And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast with Mickey Brennan and Davey Rispin. Davey, um, I suppose, you know, on the back of the ladies going to the All-Ireland final beating Cork in the semi-final last week, we're on the way to Crow Park again. Um, the Mead Miners, Carlo Bricks Mead Miners have gone and beaten Sligo quite comfortably, it has to be said as well. Maybe a little bit of a slip towards the end of the game, but it was comfortable enough and they've uh, booked their place in an All-Ireland final where they'll face off against Tyrone. Actually, that game is only six days away now. It's next Saturday afternoon, Davey Weston. Yeah, very much so, Mickey. A brilliant win, and I suppose in the circumstances and the conditions as well. As you know, Saturday was a horrendous day, and I think Cavan was probably the worst hit county in the country on Saturday with rain, and towards the end of it, it was monsoon-like conditions, and Mead were very much under the cosh at that stage, Mickey, because as you say, they got themselves into somehow got themselves into trouble when it looked for all the world that they were going to see it out comfortably. But I suppose there was a couple of things that sort of kept Sligo in it. One being um, the penalty that that they got uh, just before half time. It gave them a bit of a lifeline. And then just after half time, the sending off to of uh, Omorku for a second yellow uh, card was probably something that gave Sligo a bit of impetus. To be honest, it didn't look like they would because Meade did quite well for the 15 or 20 minutes after the sending off. They managed the game really effectively. But Sligo did get that purple patch when Meade led by 114 to 1-6. But Sligo hit 1-2 without reply to make it 2-7 to 114. And thankfully, for from a Meade standpoint, Meade went down the other end and um, Mannion... The substitute for me, John Mannion, got a much-needed goal, and that was the the deciding factor really in it. And Mead did it well then in the end. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And uh, you know what a what a performance from the lads in in horrendous conditions, as you said, and booking that spot in the All Ireland final. I think it's the eighth time that Mead have contested an All Ireland final. Davy, is that one of the stats that I saw you putting up? Yeah, eighth ever and our first in nine years from the Mead team, which were beaten by Mayo in 2012 under the stewardship of Andy McEntee. Um, you'll remember a lot of them, those mm-hmm. players are now playing the trade with the Mead seniors. So it's been a long time in between drinks for me, I suppose, Mickey. And uh, it's a grade in which we've had brilliant success at in Leinster level over the last five to six years, as you know. But we've struggled to sort of get to the holy grail of an All-Ireland final. And now... Thankfully, we've made that jump and fingers crossed we can go that one step further and beat Tyrone and claim an All-Ireland. It'd be a brilliant, brilliant achievement for this group. Yeah, absolutely would. And, you know, we'd love to see the guys getting over the line and then hopefully, you know, that all of the, the, the procedures and everything that were put in place at the start of the year when Bernard Flynn was in there as the under-20 manager, 
that all those processes are kept in play because, you know, two Leinster titles in a row, this minor team going to an All-Ireland final, we want to make them progress more and more in the next two years and be ready then for under 20. Like, obviously, we're going to focus on the minor for now, but, like, we do need to be looking to the future and bringing these lads on as well. Yeah, and I'd suggest not to be in any way disrespectful to last year's main minors, which, who were absolutely brilliant, yeah. beaten in an All-Ireland semi-final. But to me, this panel looks looks a bit stronger again, um, to be honest with you. You still have the cohort of players who were there last year and have just drove the thing on, the likes of Sean Emanuel, Liam Kelly, Mossy Corbett and Jack Kinnock. They've been absolutely outstanding throughout the campaign. In particular, Liam Kelly, the captain, he's been absolutely brilliant. Um, and then you have these fantastic young players who have come through um, and are expressing themselves on the biggest stage of all, playing without fear, um, just playing a free flow and lovely brand of football, which is great to watch. And it's getting the Meads supporters on the edge of their seats again. And it's just great to see. Yeah, it really is. And, and they, as we said, will be playing against Tyrone, who had a facile win against Cork in their semi-final, 23 points to 1-6. Interestingly enough, Davey, when I was watching this game, I felt that when it was close, I think it was 11 points to 1-5 or, or, or in around that, 11 points to 1-4 or something. I, I thought that the referee was fairly harsh on Cork for for, for a number of minutes. And, and Tyrone were able to, um, you know, extend their lead. And then everything just went wrong for Cork. Like every shot, every pass, everything just seemed to go wrong. But, you know, Tyrone not getting much of a, a, a challenge in that semi-final really it just kind of, we don't know where Tyrone are going into this final, you know? Yeah, I suppose, Mickey, I, I didn't see the game now myself, but I know from talking to um, a club mate of mine from Donegal who they beat in the Ulster final, he, he was really, really impressed with Tyrone. I think they only beat Donegal by six or seven points, but he said, like, they were, he says he couldn't understand how they only beat them by six or seven points. They were so yeah. much uh, far superior than... Donegal on the night and stuff and then to do that to Cork who I believe were well touted to do well themselves yeah look at I, I always find Ulster teams at, at minor level in particular are always strong they're always big physical men for that sort of age for 17 years of age but um, so was this me team this me team yeah. has a great physical edge to their game as well they, they have lovely stylish footballers who can who can all strut their own stuff but they can get stuck in when they need to as well and roll the sleeves up and I think they'll need to do quite a bit of that in the final but it's a great opportunity and it's a side in which realistically if you look down through the campaign barring the first round I would have said that was our biggest test against Loud I think we were two or three points down at half time yeah as you look at the Leinster final it was it was comprehensive the Sligo game you're you're right. It was a it was a five point win, but realistically, it was a comfortable enough performance and, up until that final. Yeah, and then that's yeah. but they showed they showed great character as well in that final uh, few minutes when when you know Sligo did ask a question of them. They obviously had a man sent off, and Sligo started to ask a question of them. They got that goal. They came within four points, and Mead answered with a goal of their own. Look, we're really looking forward to uh, the All Ireland final. It's absolutely brilliant for Carlo Brick and this bunch of lads. Um, we do, and we will have um, a full review of that game. We have an exclusive interview as well with Carlo Brick. Absolutely brilliant after that semi final victory in Kingspan Brefley on Saturday, and uh, we want to wish. Carl and the lads, the very best luck going into the All-Ireland final next Saturday in Crow Park 
at 1pm and that game will be live on TG Car and also on LMFM for anybody who can't get to watch it on the telly. Davey, um, speaking of All-Irelands, the Camogues um, won their quarterfinal on, uh, I think it was on Sunday. Um, it was against Derry, 2.13 to 2.11. This game played in Inishkeen. Um, Aoife Minogue and Myra Kirby hitting the net once again um, with the two goals for Mead. They're now through to the All-Ireland semi-final. It was 1-7 to um, 1-5 at half time. Now, at one stage, Mead led, did lead 1-6 to two points, but Derry reeled them in. And it was it was tit for that, tit for tat the whole way through then, Davey. And, you know, anytime Mead got maybe four I think they may have gone five points ahead again at one stage of the second half. Mm. Derry reeled them in a bit and whatever. But again, just like the minor show, great character to hold hold strong and hold firm and get the result in the end and, and are true to the All-Ireland semi-final. Great stuff from this Komogi uh, team who who have had an up and down couple of years. Yeah, very, but like, I'd even say a year. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. rather inconsistent when you look at the league and even the championship, won their first two games easily, then well beaten by Galway the last, and they sort of had to sit and stew on that for the last couple of weeks going into this quarterfinal, which was always going to be a banana skin when you look at it. Um, Northern teams or Ulster teams haven't been the most favourable draws for this mead Camogie side over the last number of years. And Inishkeen, of course, the scene of that um, semi-final heartbreak in the league against Antrim you know only a couple of months ago as well Mickey so getting that off their back as well was was great um, but yeah like as you say they were tested on numerous different occasions they looked to be pulling clear on countless different occasions I think they led by five points midway through the second half but again as you say Derry to their credit reeled them in got within a point of Mead Mead got the insurance point themselves and just about seeing it out I caught the closing stages of it and it was um it was frantic enough stuff, but me defended extremely well and um, just about did enough and probably deserved it on the face of it. But again, as you've seen, you know, Myra Kirby striking a goal, she's she's a machine. Um, you had your usual contribution from Jane Dolan. She got six points, three of those from free, three, three from play. And Aoife Minogue, obviously, with one, two herself. Um, and then there was a point each for Grace Coleman, Christina Troy and, and Sinead Hackett. So um, great win. Back into a semi-final again. Um, and... They're still going to go under the radar a bit. I think, you know, they're not... To, to people outside of the county, I don't think they'll be the name on everybody's lips as regards going on to win it. But I actually think that could suit them because if you look at it in the last couple of years, they've sort of had that favourites tag on them and I don't think they've dealt with it all that well. This might actually suit them now, Mickey. Yeah, absolutely. And Brendan Skeen will be preparing the girls for that All-Ireland semi-final. We don't know who they're going to be playing in the semi-final. I do know that Antrim hammered Kerry in another of the quarter-finals. But I'm not sure how the semi-finals are working out um, in, in that one. But again, absolutely brilliant from our commodes. And we wish them the very best luck in their All-Ireland All semi-final whenever that will be played. I presume it will probably be two weeks' time. But we will um, uh, get on to the Camogie Association and find out uh, what the story is there. Look, it's just brilliant, Davey. We're, we're, we're in August and we're talking about All-Ireland finals and we're talking about All-Ireland semi-finals. Um, you know, like... Um, it's 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 been an absolutely incredible year for 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 me GA so far. Well, I, the biggest compliment you can pay them, Mickey, the, the whole lot of them is that we're we're going into the last week in August and we still have you know three teams going strong on the county front and um, into semi-finals and finals and that as well. So it's going to be a huge, hugely exciting couple of weeks and a busy couple of weeks, as you'd imagine. Those teams putting in plenty of preparations over in Dungani, um, and we wish them all well. Yeah, absolutely, and. Um, 
yeah, it's just it's just brilliant to have three teams still involved in all Ireland competitions as we approach September and the final weekend in um, in August. Um, Davy, we'll move on now. Um, we will do the club results from the weekend, the hurling results. It was the hurling championship weekend. Obviously, we do have a couple of postponed um, football matches as well that we will give uh, the results from. Um, but we're going to go to the small ball, and you are, of course, our small ball expert. Thanks for that, Mickey, um, as always. Uh, so looking back to Friday night, there was only two games played in the Senior Hurling Championship on Friday, the Tedmore, the Clothing and Footwear Senior Hurling Championship. And uh, Kildalki opened up with a big win over Longwood. It finished Kildalki 220, Longwood 9 points. And St. Peter's Dunboyne, courtesy of a strong last quarter, seen off Clannagale in Navin on the scoreline at 319 to 111. Um, moving on to Saturday then, there was two, another two games in the Ted Murtha, Cloden and Footwear Senior Hurling Championship. Um, Killine and Kilmessen played out a thoroughly entertaining draw. It finished 121 apiece in that one. And uh, Blackhall Gales ruined Wolf Tone's um, new, uh, homecoming, shall we say, to Senior Hurling. Um, they put down a bit of a marker, 218 to 110. I know it was a bit of an understrength Wolf Tones to the one we seen in the intermediate final a couple of weeks ago. Um, but Blackhall Gales, I believe, are going well, and that's a strong uh, start for them. Um, there was another couple of games in, on Saturday in Group A. Those two previously were in Group B. But in Group A, Nafina um, stunned Kiltail Mickey on a scoreline of 412 to 119. So 25 points to 22. A big, big win there for Nafina over uh, the former five in a row champions, Kiltail. And yeah. in a rematch of the Pulsating 2020 final from only a couple of weeks ago, um, Ratok got some of their own back on Trim. It was a bit of a landslide victory for Ratok, 3-14 to Trim's nine points. So a massive win there for Ratok, getting some redemption um, after uh, that final a couple of weeks ago. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn placing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin & Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. Uh, just finally, then on Saturday, there was two games in the intermediate. Boards Mill recorded a comfortable victory over Navan Matney's 318 to, to 112. And Dundry opened up with a win over Drumree 317 to 310. And then finally into Sunday. And there was a couple of games in the junior two hurling. Um, Trim got a walkover off Dunmore Ashburn in Group B. Then Kildalki had a massive win over Wolf Tones 324 to 17. Um, there was a game in the intermediate uh, where Rat Maline um, defeated Trim by the narrowest of margins, 23 points to 313. I believe that's 22. So a one point win for Rat Maline over their neighbours, Trim, there in the intermediate. Um, in Group B of the intermediate, Kilskir and Myla were defeated by Kildalki, second string. It finished Kildalki 217, Kilskir and Myla 112. And there was also a big win for Dunham Ashburn, 415 to Kalines, 15 points. And then in the Junior Hurling Championships, there was three games on on Sunday. It finished Nafina 4-12, Navin O'Mahony's 2-10. St. Peter's Dunboyne 2-25, Dundry 6 points. And Kilmessen 1-13, Kiltail 1-8. So not a good week for 
for Kiltail and Mickey. Um, two defeats there for them. They'll be hoping for better fortunes in a fortnight's time. Yeah, really interesting. Um, Nafina beating them in the senior championship. Um, you know, that's I'd say it's a long time since one of the uh, one of the a team that's not we'll say in the top four uh, have come out and beaten Kiltail in championship like that. But for in, for me, interestingly, I thought you know Wolf Tones and Trim they've only just won you know their their the intermediate trophy and the Jubilee Cup uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I suppose both of them getting. Uh, we'll say tight trimmings in the first round games and I just felt that maybe there's a you know that short run in you're on at such a high from winning your championship now obviously uh, Wolf Tones would have been depleted and whatever a lot of uh, three clubs um, involved in that one but Trim you know they're they're um, going out going out against Rotot who they beat in the final they expended so much energy there was so much excitement about it and a whole lot I suppose there was a come down straight away after winning the, the championship and to be trying to get yourself back up so quickly within two weeks um, of winning that uh, championship must be very, very hard. Yeah, and as you say, they were missing a few bodies as well. I know for a fact that the Wolf Tones were, were uh, well under strength of what they were a couple of weeks ago. I think Brian Mead is a cracked rib from Rakenny last week and also the star man of the intermediate, the, the Waterford man, uh, Kieran Conway didn't play. Um, okay, I believe there's there's a question mark as to whether he'll be actually playing at all for Wolf Tones this year. He'd be a massive loss going into senior hurling, you know. So oh. um, we'll watch that one with interest. But that group, that group B, obviously is very competitive. But as you've seen, Mickey, Group A is very competitive too. And what a win for Nafina! Brilliant, brilliant performance for them over Kiltail. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, uh, you know, they're going from strength to strength in the hurling. They've got some wonderful young hurlers coming through as well. Um, Davey, just on the postponed games, the football games from last week, Kilmainham uh, and Judique Bellistown, their game was refixed for Thursday in our cat. We were both at this. It ended up Judique Bellistown, six goals and 16 to Kilmainham's 12 points. Uh, a huge victory there for Judique Bellistown and a statement of intent by them. And then on Sunday, Minalti and Slane, their game was refixed for, uh, and it was in Kilberry on Sunday afternoon. And it finished 116 to 213. And that was a draw. I had gone for Slane. You went for Minalti in our predictions. And uh, both of us getting it wrong. We both had gone for Delique Bellison against Kilmainham in our predictions last week. So um, two interesting ones there. We both were at that um, Kilmainham Delique Bellison game. We will be reviewing. All of the postponed games and getting interviews from the games that we make it to um, uh, during the week. So we'll look out for that podcast as well. We have a load of podcasts coming up this week. It has to be said. You know, last week was good. This week is just as good. We have the minor match review, the All Ireland semi final between Mead and Sligo. We have interviews there from Carlo Brick. We will be doing our championship previews. Um, of course, round two of the senior, intermediate and junior championships football-wise will be taking place this coming week and we are going to be previewing all of those games. We are going to also uh, have the postponed games review and interviews, as I just said, and we will be giving you our first power ranking since the championship started as well. So that one's always a little bit controversial and uh, a bit of crack as well. Um, So do look out for all those podcasts this week. We will also have a preview that the preview is actually going to be out the week after um, for the ladies All-Ireland final but we'll, we'll keep that one um, for a week or two there's no point in spoiling them and giving them that many podcasts this week Davey Risman and we, we have to do a bit of work as well on the side 
Absolutely, Mickey. Yeah, but it's great. It's great we're that busy at this time of year. As we said, between club and county, we're flat out. Yeah, well, speaking of club, Davy Rispin as well. Last week, we had our first Blackwater in Kells Team of the Week, Player of the Week and Top Scorer of the Week. And it uh, went down really, really well with our listeners and our followers. Absolutely brilliant. We do want to just... Um, uh, point out something that happened as well last week. So by the time we had recorded our podcast, we had gone through every um, uh, match report that we could. The only one we couldn't find anything on was the Rathoth one, but we did find out that uh, who the scores were in that game, so there was no issue. The one game that kind of got biased, but we had got the Beliver end of things, was Beliver and Drumbara, and they beat Drumbara on, in, in their game, and Beliver put up a huge score against Drumbara's one goal in 13. Now, we tried to get information on that. We couldn't find it. Apparently, Drumbara are not doing uh, reports on their games this year, but we have been in contact with them to ask them to at least just send us their top scorer for each game. Joined now by Paul Green of Minalvi receiving uh, the top scorer of the week award for on behalf of um, the one and only Killian O'Sullivan who wasn't able to make it here tonight but uh, Paul Green is member of the management team and the PRO of Minalvi Football Club Paul is it a massive win over Simonstown um, you know put set you up nicely for the championship yeah sure listen we're pitted in the so called group of death um, massive to get a win the first round um, against one of the pre-championship favourites I suppose Mickey <laughs> um, yeah it's huge um, it's have a tilt at Kells now, like they're a season team at this stage. Um, last year's runners up, um, last year's Fesh Cup winners there a couple of weeks ago as well. So um, we'll see how it goes anyway. Yeah, yeah, like that game on screen, it was like deja vu all over again. You did it in 2016 too. You wouldn't have a great record against us on screen. Actually, we bet you in last year's Fesh Cup, I think as well, or last year's league as well in Cattail. So um, it was only a point in that as well. So yeah, we've good record over Simonson, good record on screen, reasonable record on screen as well. Yeah, you'd be hoping to bring that on to, as you said, Kells in the next round, round two. Yeah, yeah, hopefully you now try them. Um, Kells, as I said, um, they're top-class players. A couple of county lads, we know them inside out. They know us inside out. We've played, played enough over the last few years. So, so they'll be they'll be right-off favourites, obviously. Um, but listen, no matter who we play, we're the underdog. That's the way it is. You just love that underdog t- uh, tag. Uh, just bringing it back to the game, uh, Killian, nine points. Uh, absolutely instrumental to the Minalvi comeback when you were losing by five points at halftime. Yeah, listen, Killian's a phenomenal footballer. I think everyone in me knows that. Everyone in Ireland nearly knows that at this stage how good he is. Um, nine points. Um, yeah, he, he nearly single-handedly dragged us back in, but it was no by no means a one-man show. Yeah. He might have got scores, but four or five of the other forwards won their balls, won their freeze, freeze for, for Killian, you know. Um, it was a good all-round team performance. I thought the six forwards worked very well together, yeah. yeah well, the brother Mark as well picked up yeah. three points as well, so and, and, and it wasn't, as you said, it wasn't just a one-man show, but in fairness to him, he he, he, he was probably the standout performer. He was, he was. And listen, we all know how we're good to kill is his class. Um, this award is for him, for top scorer. Um, but listen... Us welcoming back in county lads makes a huge difference. You know, we've Killian, Mark, Davy Riley, James Kelly. That's four lads we're missing. Podge Harn and Owen Five was injured last week. Yeah. Five county lads coming back in for championship is massive to us, you know. The strength and depth, we just don't have it when they're not there, you know. Yeah. But to bring them back in is massive. Uh, you just mentioned Podge Harn there, obviously injured or whatever. Will he be back? We're here in the Blackwater Inn in Kells. We could uh, we could have an exclusive here for all the Kells people. Yeah, I don't think Killian want to collect this, collect this now. We didn't want him seeing in Kells. <laughs> um, no, listen, so we're hopeful of Podge. Um, it's a knee injury. He's just working on it. Um, wasn't happy with it, obviously. Um, so 
we'll see how he goes for two weeks we don't know yet let's be honest yeah. just for only a few days after the game we still have to like tonight's first probably session we get to see him you know yeah. um, whether he trains don't know let's be honest yeah, well, no exclusive for the people here in Kells but as I said we're here in the Blackwater Inn in Kells uh, we're delighted to have them on as sponsors it's George and Patricia Plunkett it gives us a chance to reward the club players the likes of your Killians with the top scorer of the week accolade and of course the top uh, the, the player of the week went to uh, Podge uh, Podge from from, from Beliver like. so you know it is brilliant that we're able to go out and get a sponsor and get the club player rewarded because you know a lot of the time it's all about the county yeah it's a nice little touch for any club player like Killian obviously gets a line mate with the county but next week could be someone else you know you know whether, whether it's your reward or our own awards within the club um, it's nice to spread things around it's huge to get sponsors listen as a small club we know getting sponsors for anything is massive fair play to George and Patricia here coming on board with yourselves massive for you, publicity for yourselves there and for any, any club players you say getting these awards yeah well look it's uh, it's making for a really good championship the way that game went with uh, Simonstown and Wijnaldi it's really put the cat amongst the pigeons in that group when you were looking at it you had Kells and Simonstown in it they would have been the front runners and probably the favourites to come out of the group but the draw obviously between Wolf Tones and Kells has put them in the driving seat as well as Wijnaldi so you never know maybe Simonstown and Kells won't make it through to the next round I don't know Mickey um, listen we went to screen we were obviously looking at the result at half-time from the other game. Surprised with a two-draw game after the performance of Kells against Stones the week, two weeks previous. Then they were probably looking at our game, probably thinking that Simonstone were favourites. And we come out with the minimum one-point win. Win is a win. You take it anywhere you get it. Um, we're sitting top of the table there pretty at the minute. We'll see how, see how the next couple of rounds go, though. Yeah, well, look, best of luck in the next round. Of course, it's against Gail Colm Kells. And again, we just want to thank Patricia and George for their generous sponsorship of the Blackwater Inn Player of the Week and the Top Scorer of the Week. And Thomas Carey ended, actually ended up scoring 1-7 of their 1-13, Davy Ruskin. And he ended up being the top scorer of the week. We did have Killian O'Sullivan uh, presented with a prize on Thursday. But we also had a prize for Thomas Carey because of the confusion. And um, again, George and Patricia Plunkett in the Blackwater Inn in Kells, absolutely fantastic. Um, and, and, and saw that there was an oversight and there was nothing that we could do about it at the time. But what a performance from Thomas Carey and obviously shouldn't have been on the, the losing side and, and may have even made it into the team of the week had we got a report from the game. I, I would have said he'd been a cert, Mickey. I think 1-7 out of 113, wasn't it? You know, yeah. phenomenal shooting really by T and uh, good to see him back playing and, and playing well too. Um, obviously bittersweet, you know, they were beaten, as you mentioned already, by Beliver and, you know, Podger Gagan inspired Beliver, as we know at this stage as well. But um, yeah, look, at very, very generous to George and, and Trisha as well to give another voucher out as well so not just two vouchers for the player of the week in top score but they actually gave two vouchers out to the to the respective top scorers shall we say in Killian O'Sullivan and indeed Thomas Carey George we're joined by the proper top scorer of the week Mr Thomas Carey from Drumbara I suppose uh, another voucher handed out but to the rightful owner this time I think that's it sure as I say all's well and ends well <laughs> T uh, I suppose um we didn't know you hit 1-7, not to be disrespectful, but we only found out when the podcast went live and quite rightly there was a few, I suppose, locals in touch. Tommy Smith was in touch with me, Gary McGovern, Alan Tormey, there was a few boys getting in touch and I know you listened to the podcast yourself, but it's it's nice to be recognised, I suppose, for, for that. As you said to me, it doesn't happen every week, so always nice to receive something, I suppose. Yeah, of course, Davey, it is. Uh, look, it was a bit of a, a mishap, but what can you do? Um, yeah, happy to get the the recognition and hopefully the result will turn out next week so 
we'll uh, we'll go again. I suppose, yeah, mixed emotions. Obviously disappointing to lose it in the manner in which it did as well. Believe we're coming up as junior champions, but he's of that massive game now next week. And I know you had a little look at Kilmainham last night. It's a derby, so all sort of form goes out the window, and it'll be a completely different Kilmainham side, I'm sure, next Saturday. Yeah, we're well used to each other now at this stage. Um, yeah, I think tactics, everything goes out the window when you play against each other. So please God, now we come out the right side, but. Clement will be ready, we'll be ready as well, so hopefully we'll uh, come out the right side. But is our good pals off the pitch, and no doubt you'll probably be in here with George next Saturday night, uh, having a chat and maybe a few pints afterwards. Yeah, yeah, we always end up uh, meeting up after these games, so there'll be no uh, no love lost on the pitch, but we'll we'll meet up for a few after, probably, no doubt. George, you're a long time in the town, it's one that always whets the appetite. They seem to meet every year, Kilmainham and Drumbar, and it never ceases to maze, it's always a great game to watch. Oh, it was a great game and, and great game even to be involved in. Um, I remember going back to my own time. God forbid how long ago it is. But um, yeah, we played them a few times then in league and championship. It was, it was a great rivalry. It was it just got got everybody talking about it in the lead up to it. And even lads having a few side bets on it, all that sort of crack. Sure, it's, it's, you know, that's not what's for the players, but for we'd say the local supporters. It's, it just brings a bit of extra spice and a bit of crack to it. And stuff we've been missing, I suppose, over the last years. But... You know, the pandemic and what have you. So yeah, it's it's great for everyone. And but as I said, yeah, they're sure most of them, a lot of them would have played together or on the raid. So they're all good mates off the field. They'll, they'll give it a lash on the field and they'll have a few pints after wherever. That's hopefully here. Hopefully here. <laughs> and hopefully there'll be no trouble here because I'm, I'm getting too old now for separating lads. <laughs> T, I suppose um, George is a, is a brilliant publican here in the town and it's always a hive activity here on a Friday or Saturday night when GA lads congregate or the Wednesday games actually suited well obviously throughout the year there was a big crowd in here on Wednesday evenings and that it's great to see him doing well and I suppose uh, the GA people of Kells flocking to, to the pub here in the Blackwater yeah, uh, George, he's always a big football man and you can't get away from a chat with him whenever you come in so I'd like to thank him actually for the voucher and uh, it's great to see his name across something to do with football in Mead because he does. Uh, he's a big, big man for football, or for Mead football so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll hopefully give him a turn next Saturday night. Yeah, absolutely and uh, again, uh, if anybody out there, it won't be happening again just say that <laughs> um, if you're not if you're not in you can't win so get the reports into us guys let us know who your top scorers are from each game if you don't want to do a report that's fine but do let us know who your top scorers are and um, we would love to be able to include everybody uh, that plays well into the team of the week and of course we want to pick our player of the week and we want to play, pick uh, the top scorer of the week and we need the information coming from the club so just a little message there and again we want to thank George and Patricia in the Blackwater Inn in Kells. If anybody is in Kells for a match or passing through Kells in an evening or if you're at a wedding or something in Kells, do pop in to Patricia and George in the Blackwater Inn. Great GEA people and they'll always have a warm welcome for you there in the bar or out in their extensive, absolutely beautiful uh, beer garden that they have at the back as well. So well worth a visit. Podge Gagan, the Blackwater Team of the Week. Uh, player of the week Podge I suppose you're the inaugural winner of this um, I suppose a proud achievement after your weekend exploits and a great win for Believer as well to boot yeah no definitely it's nice to get the player of the week or whatever but uh, the main thing is that we got the win out of it as well and it's great to start off with a win that kind of takes the pressure off a little bit even though we have a lot of work ahead of us it'll be still it's nice to start off with a win yeah I suppose coming up as junior champions there would have been a 
bit of expectancy on you based on the way you won the championship last year. Drumbar a real seasoned outfit, but you were always confident going into it and to carry on that momentum, I suppose, from last year. Yeah, I think we had we have the confidence definitely. We were two three years trying to get up over, and like we knew we were good enough. But like you know yourself, junior is such a hard thing, mm. hard hard to win. There's so many good teams in it. It's hard to come up. It's hard to win it. So like especially now after this year, there's three teams going down. So it was very important to get up and get the win. So we were confident going into it but like you never know until you get the first game over with what's going to happen you can do all the training but like until you get the championship the league sometimes you can't be guided by the league because they're trying out players you're trying out teams you don't know who's playing on each team even you're trying out their own team so you don't know until the championship comes around so yeah we were happy the way it worked out George, I suppose as sponsor, you actually got to this game and you got to witness this man in the flesh selling dummies left, right and centre, I suppose. As to say, class is permanent and he's still doing it on the big stage. Absolutely. Um, I witnessed him a good few years ago below in Ballinacree. I think he was playing at centre-half forward and he was selling them dummies that day as well. <laughs> but um, yeah, absolutely. Fair play to him. He was unbelievable. I didn't realise he scored what he scored, but... Um, Beliver had a serious set of forwards I kind of knew that beforehand anyway I didn't know that one of the good lads was missing but seemingly he's not as good as Podge now anyway <laughs> I suppose Podge we've seen you last year probably cameos maybe not starting as many games but coming on and having an impact this year you're right in from the start I suppose we didn't even know what we see at all this year we thought you might go out on a on a swan song with the championship but you're back hungrier and uh, fitter than ever by the looks of things as well well yeah a lot of last year I was actually injured for a lot of it I had a hamstring problem and I couldn't get over it, it was t- month, two months getting over that so that was a lot of the reason I missed last year but like that probably even gave me more hunger going into this year and like a lot of people are saying about Swan Song or play, still playing play as long as you enjoy it do you know what I mean and once you st- stop enjoying it it's when you'll probably stop playing do you know what I mean mm. so like I'll keep enjoying it keep going see see how we do this year and see how it goes and probably playing that bit closer to goals as well than you have been in the past and that it's it's obviously suiting you and you're turning into the potent inside forward in there yeah yeah that's it well this week it just kind of worked out for me like next week it could be Adam Gannon or it could be mm. Brendan McGowan or Nicky that was missing as well or Kevin like we have a good set of forwards so it could be anyone like and it is nice I suppose to play in the full forward line because you don't have to actually track back as much if you if it's not needed or if you're not able to mm. if it takes a minute to get your breath back as it does at this age so like yeah no I like it in the full forward line and sure see how it goes in there for the next day George how impressed were you with Believer I suppose coming up as junior champions and as we said playing a team in Drabara that you'd know a lot about as well they, they seem to look like they belong in the intermediate and well able to compete yeah, well, I was very impressed with Beliver for the last few years. In fact, I thought from the middle of last year, as Paddy says, you never know until it, you know you still have to go and do it. But they looked the outstanding team last year. Like so, they were to me last year they were well ahead of of junior, and I think the results proved that. So I wasn't actually I wasn't actually surprised. Um, there was serious serious set of forward for 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 that level. So I kind of had a fair idea they were, they were certainly going to put up a fair score. I was going to take a good team to, to beat them. And obviously they have momentum and, you know, they were the same management in place. So they're in a good place and they're going well. But no, I certainly wasn't surprised, I'll have to say, because, as I said, like they were, to me, last year they were, they were always going to win it. Mm. They, were, they were, you know, they were well ahead of it. So they've proved that, like they're, well, 
they seem to prove it. They're, they look quite comfortable at intermediate level straight away anyway. I'd be remiss of me not to ask you about the Bridgets as well, seeing as we have you. Um, I suppose a great win last weekend and that comeback, eight or nine points down at half time. Just great to get it the first round. It's always a difficult enough game and Kilmain and Wood would never make it easy for you and that. You must be pleased with it. I'd be happy with it, yeah. Happy with the, the result and a certain part of the performance. But look at you're not going to come be from behind for from eight points behind all the time. But we we knuckled down. We didn't, as I said to the boys after we, we looked down the barrel of a gun and we refused to refuse to accept defeat. So that has to be full credit to the lads. Nothing to do with me. Full credit to the boys. Like they scored one six without reply after the mm. after the last water break. But they're fit and they're young and no disrespect to come in the mud, but they're probably an older team than us. But there was one crucial part there in the game where they had a goal chance, and if they had to get the goalie made a good save, it had to get that. It would have been too far away. So, yeah, great to get the win. There's no doubt about it. Everyone knows winning the first round it changes the whole dynamic, and you're looking forward, you're not looking back. But plenty to work on. Plenty to work on. You know, we're not going to we're not going to get away with playing for that amount of time to our potential going forward. But we worry about that the next time. Well, well done. Podge, I suppose, just a word for George as well. It's a great sort of reward for the club players, top scorer of the week and a player of the week and the team of the week every day or every round with the Blackwater. It's a nice initiative for club players and I suppose not just senior players, intermediate and junior players as well getting rewarded for their performances, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Fair play to George for sponsoring this. It's great to do it. It's great like for the club. It's great for the club players to know that can, like, while I'm sure they don't go out to try and get the personal accolades it is nice to be noticed or to be recognised and fair play to George as well for sponsoring this come on thanks well done cheers um, Davey we will move on now to our lottos roundup yeah very uh, scarce this week in terms of lottos Mickey I have to say um, generally the PROs are on it but this week we only have two of the old reliables and Andy Smith and Dunshockland and Royal Gales their numbers from last Monday's draw were 10, 18, 21 and 23 no jackpot winner four match three winners who collect 50 quid each next draw takes place Monday August 23rd at half eight live on Facebook 13,000 euro for jackpot reserve increases to 13,000 <laughs> uh, yeah their, their reserve is 13,000 and then they've another reserve reserve don't they isn't that so it they have a second reserve of a thousand yeah. so absolutely astonishing goings on there in the chocolate and Royal Gales but anyway you can get in on that one at Club Force um, it's well worth playing and I'm sure there's plenty of people trying to get a few quid off them at the moment uh, Manalvi is another one that are still going strong theirs is currently capped at 10,000 at the moment reserve increased to 6,600 next week Monday night, uh, you can play it on manalvigfc.ie or on the Club Force app. Three €20 winners from last week were Tracy Brady, Fiona Madden and Patricia Kelly. Um, And then the only one left I have on my own one, Mickey, is Corton GFC. We had no winner of our €5,900 jackpot. The winning numbers drawn were 6, 17, 26 and 27. Uh, €20 winners were Claire Tully, Cyril Clark, uh, Danny Murphy, and Anne Shepherd, I'm sorry, Nicola Phillips as well. So ours rolls on to six thousand euro next week. We've a trolley dash finalist up for grabs as well as another retro jersey. So that's all from um, from me, Mickey. Cool. Well, I have our two uh, reliables that I always get. One in from Declan Kinsler from Centralstown. Their club lotto is still ten thousand euro. It's uh, um, the draw takes takes place every Monday evening. So that'll be tomorrow, Monday, uh, the twenty third of August. Uh, if there's no winner. There's 
five lucky dip winners picked out for 25 euro each and the maximum jackpot is 10,000. The lotto can be done online on the Smart Lotto or if you go to Central Sense um, social media pages, you will get the draw on their social or you'll get the link on their social media pages. In Simon's 10, the next jackpot is 6,550. It's every Friday evening. Um, jackpot wasn't won last week of 6,500. Lucky dip winners were Pat O'Reilly, Ella Moroni, Cunningham, and Jackie Sheridan. So well done to the three lucky dip winners there. Um, and that's all the um the lottos that we have for this week, Davy Westman. As we always say, if you're not in, you can't win. And if they're not in, we can't let announce what's happening with each of the lottos. So the PROs must be all on a holiday this week. Yeah, very much so. A busy week for them, to be fair. A lot of them had uh, football last weekend and then you know hurling this weekend. So um, probably a busy time for the PROs trying to get match reports and all sorts done up too. So um, to keep us happy as much as anything for the player of the week and top score of the week accolades. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Davey, we will be doing a full preview of all the championships um, from junior right through to senior uh, on our Patreon pods, but we might just run through the fixtures um, before we go to Instagram Interactive. So uh, the Ballerisk Bar, it's not the Chocolate anymore. It is the Ballerisk Bar. That is the English for Chocolate I think. Um, Ballerisk Bar uh, Restaurant and Guest Accommodation Junior Football Championship Group C on Saturday. Uh, the venue is Art Cat and the game is Slane versus Dunsany. That's at six o'clock on Saturday. And then in Park Column Kilkells, St. Dalton's will take on Minolte the same day, Saturday at uh, 6.30 and that is in round two of the Junior Championship. Moving into Group B and uh, in Carlinstown, Carner Ross will take on Kilmainham Wood. This is on Friday at 7.30 and then on Sunday in Atboy it will be St. Bridget's taking on Boards Mill. So nice tasty one there. And then in uh, Group A it is the, the venue is Drunk 100. It's Courtown versus Castleton. That one's at 1pm on Sunday. And then also on Sunday at 3 p.m., it is Waterstown, the venue, and Kilbride will take on St. Vincent's. So, Davy, apart from obviously Courtown and Castletown there, what uh, which of those fixtures stick out for you in the Junior Championship? Well, there's a real interesting dynamic in Group B, the Junior Championship, Mickey, yeah. because as you know, Karen Ross and Boards Mill are yet to play their first uh, round game, which has taken place Tuesday night. So, Karen Ross are out uh, two or three days later on the Friday evening. So like that's a massive ass playing two championship games in what three days. Um, it's a yeah. big, big ass for them to be honest with you. And I would suggest a lot's going to depend on how the first game goes. Like they're not going to have a Frank O'Reilly for the Tuesday night game against Boardsmill. He will return for the game against Kilmaine and Mud. Kilmaine and Mud are at the stage they need a result. They were beaten in the first round. They're going to be coming all guns blazing for uh, Karen Ross on Friday night in Carlinson. So that's a fascinating game. And obviously Bridget's and the Boardsmill game is is really you know, tasty as well. Two clubs very much on the up. They play Sunday. That should be an entertaining game. Um, and also Ultons and Minaldi I like. Um, reason I like that is because Ultons are the only team in that group now on the back of that that are pointless. They'd be before a ball was even kicked, we'd have said, okay, Dunsany and probably Ultons would would go up with them or go through with them. There's no margin for error now. Ultons know they need to win their last two games because Minaldi and Slane already have a point and Saini have two so that's a that's a big big game uh, in in the park as well on Saturday. It should be fascinating, and we don't know what, what the crack is with this because obviously the Mead Miners are playing next Saturday too. So we're not sure if there's going to be a bit of movement with fixtures down for Saturday, but we'll just have to wait and see. 
Yeah, well, that game is fixed for half six on, on Saturday. The minor game is one o'clock, so you'd expect maybe they should be able to get back from Pro Park in time for that one. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. We'll move on now to the Mead Farm Group and um, Intermediate Football Championship, and we're going to start in Group E. Uh, Saturday, the venue is Kilmainham Wood and it's Ballinlock versus uh, Rathkenny. And on Sunday in Kilmainham, it's going to be Dundry taking on St. Michael's. In Group D, um, the venue is Park Tolchin. It's Saturday. It's quarter past four. It's from Barra Emmets versus Kilmainham. There's one that might be just uh, a little bit tight with the game in Crow Park, but it's a tasty one as well. And I did say this game, me and you were talking about this game a couple of weeks ago. We were saying it would be in Park Tolchin. It is in Park Tolchin. You thought it would be in Kells, but it is going to be a huge, huge game for Drumbarra and Kilmainham. Um, in Bective on Sunday, it's Dulik Bellustown against Beliver. The two teams from the first round uh, putting their 100% record or their um, yeah their record on the line against each other. Um, then moving into Group C, Davy Rispin. On Friday in Minalty at quarter to eight, 7.45, it's Oldcastle and Sidden, repeat of uh, the championship game last year. Um, and then on Saturday in Nover at half six, it's Waterstown taking on Mead Hill, a real tasty one there as well. Um, on Tuesday in Group B, it is the refix game between Clonmagale and Longwood. I've gone for a Clonmagale win here. You've gone for a Longwood win in this one. It's at seven o'clock in Clonard. Um, and then on Sunday, both of the games then will take place on the Sunday. So Clonmagale and Longwood getting the maximum amount of time that they can get this week to recover from Tuesday evening's game. So on Sunday in Boards Mill, it's Longwood versus Trim. Um, Trim side that are absolutely flying, Longwood side that are struggling, um, even in the Hurling as well. And then in Ballock on Sunday at 1pm, it's Moyla versus Clonmagale. So, Davy, moving on then to Group A of the Intermediate Championship, Sean Newman Park on Saturday at half four, Bective versus Nobber. And on Saturday also, uh, in this one is in Kilbride. It's at six o'clock. It's Blackhall Gales against St. Pat. So, Davy, looking at those in the Intermediate Championship, there are a few of them, maybe one, two, possibly three games that might have to be um, uh, time change. Um, due to the fact that the Mead Miners are on at one o'clock on Sunday, on Saturday. But there is some cracking games here. A lot of teams who won their games in the opening round coming up against each other and putting those um, uh, titles on, on, on the line, I suppose. Well, Mickey, you can't look far, further than the Round Towers derby between Kilmainham and yeah. Drabara. We were there last Thursday night, the pair of us. I tell you, there was more Drabara lads there than you'd see for a feckin' senior training session in Simon Centre, I'd say. Um, <laughs> all having a look at Kilmainham. So, you know what? People will say, OK, Drabara have this and Kilmainham look so poor and everything like that. that. That's rubbish. That all goes out the window for this game. Kilmainham have that ability 
just raised themselves for this one-off game. Let's be honest about it. First and foremost, this is to decide who doesn't finish bottom in the group. Um, yeah. You're right in what you say. It probably will be moved because they actually have a, a few representatives on the Mead minor team. So I think it wouldn't be fair if this game was kept at quarter past four. I'd fully expect that to be moved. Um, that's a great game. Really looking forward to it. I look back to the Nobber in uh, Group A because... Before the ball was even kicked, I suppose, when you're looking at that, you're probably saying after the round one games, you're saying Blackhall Gales and Pats are probably the two sides that and they go head-to-head themselves. Bechtel have got a point against Pats. Nobber were beaten at the hands of Blackhall Gales, so it's a massive game for both. I would suggest, and I go as far as to say, is the loser of this game will likely probably finish bottom of the group. And for the likes of Nobber, you know, Mickey, that, that would be an unthinkable prospect, but that could be the reality come Saturday evening if, if Bechtel get a result against them. Um, Mead Hill and Waterstown like Mead Hill obviously reeling on the back of that horrendous um, heartbreak that they suffered at the hands of Oldcastle um, at the death last week they're playing a good Waterstown side in form coming off the back of a Cornabonia win won their first round of the championship against Sydney too it's going to be a tough test it'll be just interesting to see how they lift themselves from that but I'd expect them to be ultra competitive and that could be a classic yeah that could be a real good one I'm just looking at that Drumbarra and Kilmainham game you know, if they if they left it at four four fifteen or even moved it to four o'clock, but just moved the venue and put it in Crow Park, that minor game would be a great curtain raiser to to Trimbara and Kilmainham. So but. <laughs> it absolutely would, Mickey. I don't know what it'd be safe to have it there, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's an interesting one. But there, yeah, look, um, really uh, some brilliant ties there in that intermediate. And speaking of some unbelievable ties, let's move on to the Various Deal Senior Football Championship. We're going to start with Group D. St. Peter's Dunboyne take on Centralstown on Friday at half seven. And that game is in screen. I don't want to ever have to see screen again. Um, Saturday the 28th at half six in Minalvi, it's Summerhill versus screen. Then in Group C on Sunday in Trim at three o'clock, it's Minalvi versus Gail Column Kill. What a... What a tie that's going to be. And then on Sunday, also um, at four o'clock, though, this game in Park Tolchin, Wolf Tones and Simonson. Doesn't get any bigger than that for a local derby when everything is on the line. Your championship is on the line here. Absolutely incredible. That'll be a great game in Park Tolchin on Sunday. Then in Group B, in Park Tolchin on Saturday at half six, it's Nabina versus St. Colin Kills. On Sunday in Summerhill, it's Ballinabracky versus Coraha. Another huge, huge um, game there between Ballinabracky and Coraha. And then finally in Group A, on Sunday in Park Tolchin at 1.30, it's Dunham Ashburn versus Ratote. And then on Sunday also, this game is in Dunsany and it is Dunshockton versus Navan O'Matneys at three o'clock. Davey, where to start there? Like this is just this is just incredible. Like this, this is like there's going to be some big teams gone out of the championship without a shadow of a doubt after next weekend. Well, straight away, Mickey, the eyes deviate towards Group C because it's it's just a fantastic group that's been blown wide open by a couple of mad results last week. You have Manalvi against Gail Columkill. Manalvi know that a win should guarantee their passage through to the knockout stages and. What a story that would be. As a direct consequence, it would mean that one of Gail Columkill uh, or two of Gail Columkill, Wolf Tones and Simonstown wouldn't, would be out of contention, shall we say, if that was the case. Mm-hmm. They would be all vying for the second remaining place if that comes to pass. Wolf Tones have the opportunity 
to knock Simonstown out of the championship now. You know that sort of rivalry. Like, we have a couple of great... We talked about the one in the intermediate, but, like, this is a great derby in its own respect. And Wolf Tones, whilst they didn't think they were great against Gail Columkill, they know the position they're in and the opportunity that they have. Now, Simonstown, you'd expect a big reaction from... Traditionally, they, they get it um, on the back of a defeat, but, you know... You can't really look past that when you've mentioned Balnebracken and Curraha for different reasons. That game, to me, will decide who, who would probably finish bottom of the group and who will end up in Brylin relegation trouble. Um, Curraha need to find something. I think Balnebracke have an appeal in for Danny Quinn's red card. We'll come to that in Instagram Interactive, but good yeah. one in from Brendan Byrne on that one too. Um, and, and then looking into Group A, I suppose it's Retolt and another. Who is it going to be? Who's going to join Retolt in the knockout stages? Um, it's hard to make a case for Dunham Ashburn against them, I would say. So, to me, all eyes are towards that Dunshockland and Abinomatney's had a great win. Dunshockland know that it's still in their own hands. They played Retolt, but they know that if they can beat Abinomatney's and they can beat Dunham Ashburn, they will go through, likely, with, with Retolt as well. So, uh, as you say, we'll know a lot more this time next week uh, as regards where things are. Yeah, and, and, and looking at that one, I suppose, if you were if you were Davy Nelson, you'd be looking and going, right, well, we... We don't want we don't want it going down to the last day. We don't want it to go down to the Rathout game. So you put all your eggs into your basket um, this week, and you and, and you go for the jugular against Dunchoklin. That's just going to be a cracking game of football. Um, if Dunchoklin get the win, it just blows it all wide open again for that last round, and it'll be winner takes all between Dunham Ashburn and Dunchoklin in the final day. If Rathout were to beat Davin O'Malley's look, it's just. Yeah, uh, well, actually, it wouldn't be winner takes all because you could have three teams ending up on two points, and it would come down to score difference. Look, that game, that that group is far from finished, and you could have three teams finishing on two points, and two of them would end up in relegation uh, in the relegation battle, which is absolutely crazy. But yeah, look, all to be played for. Uh, you know, we're going to know an awful lot more after round two of the championships, the football championships next weekend. We want to wish everybody the very, very best of luck. Of course. In the junior, it's a little bit different because there are there is the chance for a third place team to come out of each of those groups. So we'll go down to the final day to find out who's going to be the teams going through in the junior, which is really, really interesting as well, and who's going to be the ones going into the relegation uh, playoffs. Davey, um, that is the championships done, and we're going to go and move on now to our Instagram interactive. And Have we had much, uh, much happening on it? We've had a bit, yeah, we have. And and one of them is from the newlywed Jamie Flatterty, who gave an exhibition on Thursday. I certainly hope he gave an exhibition on Friday on the night of his wedding as well, Mickey. But he was brilliant for <laughs> he was absolutely brilliant for Delique Bellustown on Thursday and we caught up with him after. But he's been in with one and he said Jamie Crosby absolutely pooing his pants during an interview. Um, people, we won't tell, we won't give too much away on that one. You've heard it, I've heard it, Mickey. Um, just tune in this week to the Loyal Royals if you want to catch that Jamie Crosby interview. And we won't touch it, will we, Mickey? <laughs> absolutely brilliant. I just, we are not editing it at all. It's going in as it is. Um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. I hope... Uh, I hope uh, Jamie Flaherty didn't have the same situation on um, on his wedding day and turn around and says, oh, can we start again? Can we start again? <laughs> I don't know what the what the capacity is that of, of what you're trying to say there, Mickey, but yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. 
Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. Um, Jack Walsh, true to form, he said Rovers collapse against Tallinn. Yeah, um, look, absolutely horrendous. I'm, I'm, I'm devastated for him. Yeah, beaten 4-2. But they still have a second leg to come next week in Talla against Tallinn, so you never know. Um, Alan Moore said, Podge Plunkett slipping Uncle Georgie a brown envelope to get on the team of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we did we did uh, announce at the time that George and Patricia had absolutely nothing to do with it. Um, but make up your own mind, folks. <laughs> yeah, and I think George wanted to distance himself on that. But Alan Moore probably will be a contender for next week's team of the week. So keep an eye on that. Um, Garrett, yeah, did you did you did you get that brown envelope off him? Not yet. No, no. <laughs> but I'd expect it to come through in the week. Um, absolutely. Garrett Lynch is next up, and he said, "Was the ref from Sligo?" And I suppose that's in reference to the Mead Minor game. Um, I didn't actually think he was that bad. I didn't really have a good view on the the second yellow card touching Marku. He was adamant that it was harsh, and Colo Brick didn't even see it himself. Um, but aside from that, I didn't think he was overly poor. To be honest, it was a very difficult game to referee in terms of the conditions and everything, Mickey. So, God, if if people are giving out about him after a five point win, what would it be like if we were bad? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I look, but sometimes you still have to take these things in context. And you know, we are the royal, and, and, and a lot of a lot of people out there still uh, don't w- would not like to see the royal rise again. So yeah, look, take it on the chin. Absolutely. And uh, next one is from Carl Gibney, and he said Jack Blake bringing the North Mead boys on tour to Croker next Saturday. Oh, he's bringing all the lads up the, the North Mead lads. Yeah, they, they have the, they, pass, they in, have the they passports in, ready. <laughs> they were in fine voice for the Leinster semi-final against Dublin about a month ago, Mickey, and I think right. Jack Blake led the led the troops in. There was a few Moyla lads, Bridget's lads, Old Castle lads, lovely combination of lads in there. So um, <laughs> if they bring that same noise and colour to Crow Park on is that, uh, Saturday, is it, we have a chance. Are they known as the North Mead Choir now, is it? Yeah, I was going to say bandits, but I, I've the, the, got in trouble the Mead, before. So. The, the North Mead Choir boys. Yeah, yeah, beautiful singing voices they have. We'll, we'll go with that one then. Uh, Owen <laughs> Feely, uh, next in, and he said, Slane versus Minaldi, better than any defensive senior game. Oh, yeah, well, look, uh, he's talking about defensive senior games. Um, yeah, that, that you do see that an awful lot in the senior. Um, you do love to see teams going at it. And by the looks of things, when you look at the score, 213 to 116, it looked like a very entertaining game, I think. Slain may have scored a goal in the point in the closing stages, Davy. Is that right? Yeah, and Mr. Feely was the man to get that goal. The veteran himself uh, popped up with the equalising score. They were six points down with five minutes to go, Slain, Mickey, and to their credit, got back and got a share of the spoils, 2 13 apiece. And by all accounts, it sounded like a classic. And they would be two teams that sort of play front foot in football. You know, they don't kind of revert to type and defensive football. So great to but, see. But did Minalti not see the. the, the the results from last weekend did they not get the memo like it was you know six points is not a lead 
So it's no, not, no, it's, last, not, it's not. It's not into the last few minutes of a game. Like they did not realize like that the six points is six points is this, like it's now gone to the stage in in mid club football that it's like hurling that like a six point lead is nothing in, in Gaelic football anymore. Yeah. So uh, yeah, poor Minaldi. I'm 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 surprised they hadn't read the memo after last week. Bio photos are in next, and this is a bit of a controversial one, Mickey. Retoth yeah. pull COVID card on Kells hurler. Senior game went ahead, intermediate game called off. That's interesting. Yeah, that's so really, was, really. Was, like, no, unless, did the, the intermediate team train separate to the senior team? I don't know the answer to that, but you would imagine that they would have to because if the intermediate side, their game was pulled because of a number of cases, positive cases, then how the senior game wasn't pulled is a bit of a... Yeah, that's, that's a, what a I mean. Like. But yeah, I don't think that... that that man, whoever it is, doesn't sound too happy about it anyway. And it was pulled, I think it was pulled last minute or could have been pulled on the Friday night. Game was meant to be on Saturday. So not really sure. Oh, look, we, we might, we they, might not it, have heard the end of that, Mickey. Yeah. If they could, if they could prove that their teams trained separately, well then maybe, but I don't know any senior team and second team that don't train together. It's interesting. Maybe they've got too big a numbers. Possibly. Sean Courtney said Jamie Crosby bottling the interview. <laughs> Look, I thought it was a very unique interview. And I thought I, I think he did a lot of it on purpose. It was for it was for entertainment value, I think. Um, absolutely brilliant from, from Crosby. Sure. Um next one in is from Brendan Byrne, the aforementioned uh, Instagram interactive. Put a candle in the window of every house in the county for Danny Quinn's red card appeal. <laughs> Yeah, every uh, every house in, in in the county, apart from uh, who are battling the bracket, apart from the ones in Carlisle, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Mark Crawley uh, saying Davy Rispin and Niall Talon's ongoing feud. Oh, what's this? Do talk. Well, this is on the back of the Vincent's game, you know, and uh, like you know, we talked about it last week. Um, is there an ongoing feud? Given it all that, I, I didn't say a thing and I have great respect for Niall Talon, but at the end of the day, you know, when it comes down to it and you look at the Junior A medals, I have one in my arse pocket and he's yet to get over the line. So until he does and he's running out of time, Mickey, because he's no spring chicken, we shall see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no problem with it all that takes out a fucking machete. Oh, yeah. good. Absolute Did grenade you... dropped in. <laughs> You turn it sideways there when you stuck it in. Now you're telling you, you, look, he's after calling you out. Um, you're going to have to get that junior medal this year and, and then shove it in his face. The medal, <laughs> the medal that is. Ethan Devine next in, and he said, Mark Slevin, eight possessions, 3-3 three, three for Nafina. That's obviously against Kiltail at the weekend. My yeah, brother. yeah, yeah, absolutely incredible. 3-3, um, three, three. I like it. Yeah, it's a great score, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Out of eight possessions, I don't know if there's a bit of tongue in cheek in that, but if, if it was, that's sensational, to be honest. Yeah, um, maybe the other one wasn't a possession. He was looking the other way and the ball bounced off him or something like that. It was a deflection or something. But uh, yeah, it just shows you the, the, the how good the guy is. Yeah. Um Robert Perfield, who who again, another man we spoke to on Thursday night, uh beyond the game, he was running the line for the intermediate game. He said the score taken by the minors was just and he has the okie dokie um symbol. So I think that's the, the perfect symbol. Perfect, it? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, just 
like incredible. Uh, the cornerback, what's his name, coming up and kicking outside of the right boot, straight between the posts, up towards the goal score, goal posts or the goal, the the scoreboard end, absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, um, brilliant. What a team to watch. And funny you'd said that because Thomas Carey is in next and he said the speed van outside Breffney catching Conor Ennis running up the pitch yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and, there's, and there's always speed vans around there. Oh, there was. There was one on the way home going through Virginia, actually. Yeah, so I, I hope yeah. that didn't catch anyone. But uh, I, I don't know who it was. It could have been young McWeenie out having a, having a little drizzle on the way home. The car pulled in and he was out on the main road and there was people beeping him, you know, and... <laughs> sure he was lapping it up it was great to see um another mcqueenie actually is joe mcqueenie who's in and he said how in the name of jesus will we get a ticket for the all-ireland minor final yeah well they're going on general sale i believe tomorrow isn't it on monday um so go on to uh, the go on to the media website or go on to their social media and they'll have the links up there i think they're going on sale is it a double header davy Westman? it is it's with the all-ireland senior semi-final between tyrone and oh Kelly. yeah yeah between tyrone and Kerry. so um yeah um it will be at a premium though sure um leo cullen next in and he said conor ennis's ball carrying for the minors yeah absolutely brilliant brilliant you mentioned it already and uh yeah davy you saw it in the flesh yeah, he has a great understanding with Sean Leonard at, at wing back, Mickey. They got three points between them, you know, the wing back and corner back, and they just linked up time and time again. Um, we've seen glimpses of it from Conor Ennis in the Leinster final, but unfortunately, he had to go off. I think was it just before or after half time that day, he was having a stormer. Thankfully, he didn't have to go off the weekend, and he was absolutely sensational. He's a great prospect and a Ballabracky man as well. So mm-hmm. um, they'll be delighted. Owen Muldoon next in, and he said, Fred can't pass. Oh, look, I, 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 I just don't know. Um, I'm so disappointed with that result against Southampton and, and a known goal for Fred as well. Um, yeah. Um, look, the only thing is, is that we count our lucky stars that we don't support Arsenal. You know what, Mickey? It's got to the stage. <laughs> doesn't affect me at all because uh, <laughs> it was getting me too down and like there's more to life than trying to follow there her is. there is there is there is yeah Sophie Healy said need Camogues into the All-Ireland semi yeah absolutely and, and brilliant and as soon as we get the fixture for that we will put it out I presume it's going to be in two weeks time um, but yeah they're, they're back where they want to be and hopefully they can go one further than they did last year DecF Dunn, a strongly worded Instagram interactive from DecF Dunn. I need tickets for the minor final. County board need to act. That's an awful demand, isn't it? <laughs> well, look, he's, you know, if you, if you don't, if you're not in, you can't win. If you don't say it, you won't get them. You know what I mean? Like, so maybe if he does put a little bit of pressure onto the Meat County Board, he might get those tickets for the All Ireland final. Yeah, for sure. Amy Gaffney uh, asking why was Rispin not at the Camogie game. Well, do you want to answer that, Davy? I just can't be in two places at once, Mickey. I, I you know, there's just Why, where, where was the other place that you were? Um, I was I was just engaged. <laughs> well, congratulations! Um, <laughs> thanks, Jesus. Thanks. <laughs> thanks you were down the country anyway. Well, let's just say, um, John Kelly. Next in, there's a few here, so just bear with me. He said, "Significant for me than Leinster football that the Mead Miners have reached the final." This is the first time in nine years since 2012 
Leinster team has reached a minor All-Ireland final. If Mead were to win the final, it would be only the third Leinster team to have won the minor All-Ireland in the last 21 years. Since 2000, two Leinster teams won minor. All-Ireland, they are Leash 2003, Dublin 2012, and hopefully Mead next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, great stats as well there he has. And, and, and he's right when you look at it. Um, Leinster has been starved of, 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 of All-Ireland titles at that level. And we really need, if we want to become a competitive province, and obviously if we want to become competitive counties, we have to be uh, up to that level and, and winning these All-Ireland titles and, and getting to All-Ireland finals. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, really good stats there as well. Yeah, brilliant. Um, next one is from Anthony Healy. He says, Mark Slevin and Will Flynn must have scored 3-8 altogether for Navina. With four possessions between the two of them. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> tell you what, if, if Mark Slevin had six and he got 3-3, then Will Flynn must have got five points from seven or eight possessions, if that makes sense. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Serious going, to be fair. Uh Sean Murphy said Conor McQueenie is a great player for the future. Yeah, there's a good few of them, and there's a good few from the minor team that were beaten in the All Ireland semi final as well. Um, yeah. last year's minor team as well. So, um, yeah, like you know, and, and, and again, said at the start of the show, we need to just make sure that we start to put those processes or we want to make sure that those processes are still in place and, and that all these lads are getting the right uh, coaching in the next two years before they go up to under 20. Very much so. Uh, that's it from Instagram Interactive. Mickey, nothing from PS Tapes, but he did give us a valuable um, Instagram Interactive last week to his credit. Yeah, absolutely. And um, he has been on to say that he will be uh, joining us on the We Are Meat bus on to the All-Ireland final for the ladies um, in a couple of weeks' time. So again, if anybody has seen our post on Instagram that Davey did up, uh, we are running a bus from Kells to Crow Park and back to Kells from Crow Park. Unfortunately, there'll be no stops because we'll be going straight onto the motorway from Kells and going the whole way to Crow Park and coming back. But if anybody out there wants to come on the bus with us, uh, do get in contact with us, PM us and let us know um, because it's going to be the Venga bus. It really is. The We Are Made Venga bus going to Crow Park for the Ladies All-Ireland final and uh, it will be a bit of crack. Um, so, well... Um, Davey, have you anything else you need to bring to the We Are Mead podcast? No, I think that's it for me, Mick. That's it. Well, look, again, we want to wish Carl O'Brick and the Mead Miners the very best of luck next Saturday in Crow Park in that All-Ireland final against Tyrone. And, of course, we want to wish the Camogues the very best of luck in their All-Ireland semi-final. When that um, fixture comes out, we will let you know. I presume it's going to be in two weeks' time. It could be the day before the ladies play in their All-Ireland final or it could be the day after, who knows. Um, but we do wish them the very best luck. And of course, we will be previewing the ladies All-Ireland final on our podcast next week. So best of luck to them as well. That's it from this episode of the We Are Me podcast. Remember, We Are Me, why matters more.